0: Miracy. Hi, I'm Danny Eaney, and this is Making It, the show that offers tips for making it online. I run a company called Miracy. I teach people how to grow their online businesses and particularly how to create online courses. So I've been an entrepreneur, I like to say, for longer than my adult life. I quit school when I was 15 to start my first business. Um, and an early memory is that I was involved in a telecom startup. So, you know, we were negotiating with one of the big telecoms in the region. And we, we, you know, me and a business partner who was a quote unquote grown up, um, we, we go to this meeting. It's, uh, it's like an evening meeting. And it's the two of us and maybe eight executives around the table. And I remember this so vividly. The person who was running the meeting, his assistant comes in, she says, would any of you gentlemen like uh, coffee? and then she turns to me and she says if you like i can get you a hot chocolate and you know i was mortified <laughs> my face turned red i was the youngest guy in the room for a very very long time and i mean now i'm in my you know late 30s this is you know the oldest i've ever been which is a joke but not a joke but being the youngest guy in the room and being the guy that you know an on- being an entrepreneur is is usually not most people's path of least resistance to success right there's a lot of uncertainty there i could have um you know i could have been a doctor i could have gone to business school i could have not dropped out of high school (laughs) right there there are a lot of things i could have done and so you know combine the uncertainty and the second guessing with being the youngest guy in the room and you 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 come up with a real chip on your shoulders right of like you know you've got something to prove and combine that chip on your shoulders, that's something to prove with some successes. And you can develop a massive amount of arrogance, right? It's like, I knew it, I told you, I'm just smarter than everyone, right? I can figure this out in a way that nobody else can. And, you know, when you are working from a place of having something to prove to other people or realistically to yourself, you're not coming from a place of service, you're not thinking about the people that you are responsible for creating an outcome for your, whether it's your your employees, your team, your family, your customers. And that's where you start making bad decisions. I guess coming back to the original idea of, you know, what are common mistakes along the way to making it is that the closer you get to making it, the more opportunity there is for you to let whatever baggage you're carrying lead you to blow it. My experience has been that, you know, whatever success you achieve, whether it's financial, whether it's recognition, whether it's, um, you know, wh- whatever you achieve, it helps you become more of who you are. And that's for good, but it's also for bad, because we have we all have good traits and we have bad traits. And the things that you haven't dealt with, the pettiness, the insecurity, the um, need to prove something, and if it sounds like I'm projecting, then I probably am, um, <laughs> It just gets a bigger stage and more resources with which to play. For me, what matters is contribution, like feeling like I'm making a difference to someone, and growth for myself. Those are the two things that are really important for me. And freedom, freedom to be able to do what I want, when I want, in the way that I want, take the risks that I want to take which I guess is is a bit of a misnomer because the freedom to take the risks means they're actually not that risky. <laughs> that's kind of what the freedom does. It de-risks the risks. But yeah, having those things, I think you've, you've kind of made it, or at least that's how I used to think about it. It's changed for me a little bit now that I have kids. You know, as we record this, my daughter is five and a half, my son is four. And what I've found is that having kids, it kind of, it dials in the things that are important More and more, I see making it through a lens of Am I modeling the right things to my kids? Right? Is this what I want them to grow up and aspire to? Not in terms of doing exactly what I'm doing, right? I mean, you know, if they're healthy and happy and doing something that they find fulfilling, that's what matters. But, you know, am I modeling for them that I'm pursuing things that I'm excited about, that I'm interested in? Am I modeling for them that work is not something you have to do, it's something that you get to do? Am I modeling for them? that it's very worthwhile to slow down and help someone when when there's an opportunity to do that. I think that's all a part of making it. You know, I make enough money now. I'm, I'm fortunate that, you know, I'm not uber wealthy or anything like that, but I don't need to be, right? I, I have a comfortable house. You know, my kids have food on the table and books on the bookshelves. Those are <laughs> the two important things in our family. And that's enough. So... You know, is it worth doing more? Is it worth creating something bigger for the people that we can contribute to, for the people we can help? For the example to my children that you can reach for more and do more and and contribute more? Absolutely. Is it worth running myself into the ground or being absent from my children? Absolutely not. So I don't think it's a matter of, like, getting to your deathbed and taking stock. Like, there's a scorecard of, you know, years of having made it, years of not having made it. Am I coming out ahead? Right? But, you know, every every moment, every year, you you're either living the kind of life you want to be living and moving the direction of doing that more or not. There's a metaphor that I give my students sometimes about this difference between riding a train and surfing on the waves. And the idea is that you know a lot of people conceptualize life as being like getting on a train, like riding a train. So maybe you have to run to catch the train. Maybe you've got to hustle to get enough money for the train ticket. But once you get on the train, you can sit back, relax, and it's like you've done the hard part. Now you're can, you know, you're, you're on the track, and as long as you're sort of paying attention, looking out the window for the right stop, it's like you're good, you can, you can take it easy. And the other metaphor is the metaphor of surfing. And one of these days I'll take an actual surfing lesson and see if I'm butchering the metaphor. But, you know, I imagine that, you know, no matter how good of a surfer you are, you're never, you know, on, on the board waiting for the waves to just quiet down so the water is perfectly still. So you're like, okay, now I'm good. I can take a nap, right? That's not part of the experience. The water is always changing and your, your comfort with that doesn't come from knowing that there is no uncertainty coming. It comes from trusting in your competence to handle that. And I think there's something parallel to that with making it, in the sense that you know you you don't do it once and now it's done, right? People imagine that they're like you know well you're gonna you're you're gonna build a business and then you're gonna grow it to such a degree you're gonna sell it you're gonna have fifty million dollars in the bank boom you've made it, but there are enough examples of people you know making fortunes and then losing them and then making them again losing them like it's it's not a permanent state and your happiness your fulfillment isn't necessarily tied to your bank account balance. But I guess the most important meta lesson is that the opportunities for failure tend to be cyclical, meaning if you come up to a certain situation and stumble, you're going to keep coming up to that kind of situation until you figure out how not to stumble. And so, you know, treating all of those failures, all the successes too, but it's it's somehow harder to be self-aware <laughs> when, uh, when you're being successful. Um, seeing it all as a kind of curriculum a learning opportunity is really really important and really powerful because whatever it is that made you stumble you're going to encounter it again and again and again until until it stops making you stumble and then it kind of fades away and it's no longer an issue life is a, a long series of steps life is a long series of things that you do and you know there's a, there's a tendency for people to, it's called the end of history fallacy, right? The idea that, you know, everything was leading up to this point. And so whatever the thing is that you're doing right now, this, this must be, you know, you're, you're living the first line of your obituary. Like this is the most important thing that, uh, that I've ever done. It's right now. And, you know, as I've done more things, as I've achieved more things, I've, I've actually come to realize that there's probably more to come. There's other things. The next thing is important, but it's just the next thing. I'm Danny Eni, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at miracy.com. Making It is a Miracy FM original production. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Danny Eney is our executive producer. If you like this episode, you might want to check out Just Between Coaches, the podcast that explores the really tough issues that coaches face every day. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you. We'll see you next time.